0: Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 69. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney, creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine SADMAG. Well, it's award season, which means if you're in the advertising and design world, you're hearing back from a bunch of award shows, if you've been shortlisted or if you won. It's a BFD at Rethink, where I work, and I continue to have mixed feelings about it. Um, On one hand, it's a yardstick for how good your work is showing you're on the right track, and of course, it's like good for business, clients see you've won a bunch of awards. On the other hand, it feels a bit like a sham, you know, because a lot of my favorite designers and art directors don't even apply to awards, so you're not really going up against everyone. And also, you could have some baller project, but it just so happens that some other epic project from someone else just blows you out of the water in every category, and then what, yours is worth nothing? So, I don't know. Or sometimes, you know, you don't have time to, to put together a good enough case study, which, by the way, feels like way more or just as important than the work itself, which is also kind of stupid. It's like you're making an ad for an ad, it's meta in the worst way. And you always feel kind of gross putting them together. Anyway, I might sound like I'm not winning and I'm bitter, but I am winning, but I'm still bitter. I think the moment I hear I won something, I'm looking for like evidence of being an imposter and I can't quite accept it. I look for some reason it's not because of me. Oh, it was a group project or, oh, I got help from one person. So it's not my award at all. Um, You know, maybe like there wasn't anything else good that was entered in that category. I know it's like negative self-talk and it's very stupid. But a part of me just thinks that's the hard truth. And my reaction is to just say, fuck awards, because it's a system that makes you feel crazy. And even if you win and manage to feel good about it, and don't get me wrong, there's always a moment where, you know, I feel pride. Um, But, you know, the immediate feeling after is, well, it's all downhill from here. And I won't be able to pull that off again. So I wonder, you know, how other people feel. Maybe, Maybe I'm too neurotic. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I think... You know the answer to that is yes, <laughs> but I will continue to try and stop these negative thought patterns while working in an awards-obsessed field. Uh, feels like an uphill battle. I have some big news. As you all may know, the next issue of S.A.D., the nostalgia issue, will be our 10th anniversary issue. After that, I will be stepping down as creative director and co-publisher along with Katie Stewart, and we're going to go and join our sad board of directors and let the next generation continue the mag as they like. So it's a huge deal, you know, giving up control, but it feels like the right time. Um, Don't worry, I'm not going to stop doing the sad cast. That will continue on its own track, but um, yeah, it's a really big deal. Uh, So this episode, I'm bringing in Katie Stewart, current co-pub of SAD, along with myself, of course, and Michelle Sisa, who left our little publisher trio for the board last year. Um, She's also a SAD veteran of many years. We're going to chat all about what it was like building our SAD baby and what it's like to let it fly on its own. Here's my chat with Michelle and Katie.
1: This is great. Thrilled to be here. I'm half naked and feeling really good about it. Yeah. I'm excited that I managed to sneak my smoothie in here. Yeah. Oh, you're not
2: allowed to bring it You're both lucky.
0: You're drinking um, illegal substances. You're half naked, but it's a podcast. <laughs> so no one no The whole one point of a
1: podcast is no one knows what, what you're, you're doing.
0: doing. Yeah, I'm like <clears throat> writhing in pain, but no one will know. It's a real party in here. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so it's like monumental for. Uh, well, I mean, Michelle, you already left, said last year to move to the board. You yes, bitch. Um, so you can give I us some jump pers- ship early. <laughs> I was like one of those men who
1: displaced women and children from the Titanic <laughs> to get on the first lifeboat. <laughs> that is actually
2: how I
0: describe you to most people. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: man. you guys are like the captains, except
0: <laughs> just going down. With except the ship. you're leaving the ship now. <laughs> No, no, it's not going to go down. Uh, That's true. We can find another metaphor. Yeah. Uh, what, what did people leave and it just kept going? I mean, I don't even know. Other <laughs> m- magazines? Oh, I
2: don't know about that.
0: No, a <laughs> lot of them. Oh, fuck. That is one well, of my we'll questions. We'll come back to that. Yeah. That is one of my questions. Do you think um, that like magazines are dying? I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think so either. I kind I of
2: f- it feels like bands, like are bands dying? No, yeah, bands break up and they dissemble, but new ones are popping up every day. There are more challenges, I think, with magazines, mm-hmm. obviously logistics and printing and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But I, I do find that there's a greater appreciation for the printed word. Mhm. Like you see more mag, like really nicely designed magazines and
0: windows of shops and things like that. I don't know. I think people are getting inspired. There, yeah, There's like more niche magazines are popping up. Yeah,
1: I feel like the model of like big commercial magazines, like the September issue of Vogue, that's like six hundred pages of ads and like a hundred pages of content, mm-hmm. is dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think magazines as like a creative form are still really healthy. And I think if anything, we're coming to an era where people are really fetishizing like nice craft like handmade objects Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think like a nice independent magazine still works for that but i i i don't know if we ever nailed like magazines as a revenue model that might still
3: be (laughs) pretty fast
0: for fucking sure and i mean and i don't know like no one still don't know rich yet i still don't know like how to do it and maintain our mandate you know
3: Mm -hmm.
0: like i think i feel like It got in the way a lot of times like because we are trying to showcase um, people here like locally Mm -hmm. that was like hard and like limiting in some ways like it limited our audience I think in some ways Mm -hmm. and then um, but then it's like also very important like what we're trying to do and also showcasing a diverse range of um, abilities and styles it doesn't lend itself to making a cohesive-looking thing. Like, like it's never going to be, like, kinfolk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kinfolk is so boring. It is boring.
0: (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, people like a consistent aesthetic, though, too. Though they like sad make, too. I'm just saying, like, maybe we would never become that because you can never really get that, that... I don't know. Or maybe I just could never get there. How is Kinfolk
1: funded? Because it doesn't have ads.
0: I would fucking love to know. Is it the Mormon church? Well, that's what I I heard. It
1: could be I heard that too. Because it's like, there's so much in it that is like homemaking. Right. Like wholesome, like cooking for your family kind of vibe. Everyone's clothes have
0: buttons on them. And it's just very... Yeah, How dare it's they like rub very low key
1: <laughs> Mormon propaganda. <laughs> Just like Ancestry. dot com, Mormons own that. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Oh, really? So it's like they want you to like tell them about your family tree. It's some Whoa. kind of like Mormon recruitment tool or something. Interesting. Weird. Huh.
0: Um, well, shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I waiting think. for
1: the kinfolk expose. If you're, oh, you're you oh, <laughs> <can laughs> you should write, write it. Can you write it?
0: Maybe. And their recipes aren't even good are they not? <laughs> I don't know I'm not i am <laughs>
2: interested in making any of them like I had a kinfolk cookbook thank you so much for getting that for me Sarah Desla but like I couldn't nothing in there was interesting enough for me to I don't know just a lot of barley salads <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> the lord's
0: good exactly. oh boy oh boy um, well, anyway, magazines we? are great yeah I
2: love them buy them all, all the time
0: I mean, yeah, how many people do you think are buying them, like, especially, like, SAD and just looking at the pictures? <laughs> That's okay with me. I'm well, like, I mean, I, in a magazine like SAD where at least there's, like, as many pictures as there are yeah. articles.
1: I always think magazines are kind of like art museums, and you should explore them the same way. Like, some people go to a museum and they feel like they have to look at every single piece of art. Mm-hmm. And like stare at it and contemplate it for a while. Mm -hmm. But I always think it's like more enriching if you go and you look at the things that draw your attention and you spend time with those and you like curate your own experience. Like, I feel like a magazine, if you only read two things in there, but it's like those are really powerful for you, or if you just buy it for like one spread, you're still getting an experience out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's
0: always surprising to to me how many people will buy like five drinks at an event, but they won't buy the issue. I
2: was having this conversation this morning. Well, yeah,
0: because <laughs> yesterday was our <laughs> disposable camera project event.
2: Yeah, and, like, people hand over fist $5 bills to buy beer.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and, you know, times six, you could have had yourself a framed piece of art. But those are different priorities, right? Like, well some I
0: people th- are there to socialize, and some people are there to, like, support the art scene. So some people would say then, why do the magazine? And should we only do... The events, like, t- I, like I'm not saying that that's what should happen, but, and I know the answer. What I would <laughs> say. What, what, what would you guys say to that?
1: I mean, I think the people who come to our events are not always the same people who buy the magazine, mm-hmm. and that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think there's probably like some psychologist who's written about why it's easier for people to like buy alcohol or food or like <laughs> yeah, some consumable. kind of like immediate consumable, yeah, like. Satisfaction than mm-hmm. a piece of art or something. I wonder if part of this is like Marie Kondo's fault with. Men <laughs> <all> <laughs> like Marie Kondo. We can blame her fault.
0: for so much.
1: We're like everybody's very transient and yeah minimalist now and they don't want to like have to carry something home. Yeah <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know what they, what this secret is.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's still important that the magazine exists. Um, If anything, like, it helps legitimize the work of all these emerging artists and writers. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, I was in in this printed magazine, therefore I can get in this other printed magazine and perpetuates itself. So, like, whether someone reads it or not kind of doesn't matter for that, like, for that purpose specifically. Though, obviously, if people read it and like it, that's much better. But... I still think it's worth doing.
2: Absolutely. And I agree with Michelle. Like if someone picks up a magazine and they're only reading two articles and those are the articles that really spoke to them, mm-hmm. or they're like me and they pick up and they're just looking at all of the photography mm-hmm. and all of the artwork and being excited by that. Mm-hmm. And maybe when they get stuck at blends because they're going to have emergency <laughs> diarrhea, they <laughs> read an article. That's also amazing. Um that's very <laughs> inside. <laughs> but, I don't know, it's kind of, and this is a terrible comparison, but it's like a, a Shakespeare play, for example, because we were talking about it earlier, mm. uh, opera earlier, um, that some people get a completely different experience because they're just listening and watching the surface level of the story, and other people will be able to see a so- social commentary, other people will see a cultural commentary, yeah. and it has this Debt that's there. Yeah. It's there if you look for it. Yeah. It's there if you're open to reading about it and if you're not just look at the incredible photos. I remember one time when we first started working together someone told me that they looked through the magazine and every page was so beautiful they literally wanted to tear it apart and stick it on their wall. Love and it. I
0: was like that is the nicest compliment. It <laughs> is. I love <laughs> you know? that. I love that. So what is your favorite issue? Visually or like completely? I don't know. You you can answer it separately if they're separately uh, content. Uh, I mean, I like really,
1: that. I <laughs> think I love the cat issue the best because <laughs> I feel like we all kind of thought it was almost like a joke theme, and then it's both really beautiful and like people responded to it mm-hmm. so so like heartwarmingly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was really nice. I don't know. I was. It really made me think there's something like. Lovely about creating a really accessible theme for people. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, for sure. They don't
1: have to think about, like, whether the magazine is going to be too abstract or, like, intellectual or <laughs> whatever. They're just like, ooh, a cat. Ooh, a magazine <laughs> full of cats. <laughs> so That's, really like surface level. Yeah, But in there is, like, some really amazing writing. And, mm-hmm. like, I love that photo shoot with that, like, weird-looking cat
2: oh, and the beautiful yeah. human. Yeah. Enoki and which was the cat
0: and Robin Carrier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a great photo shoot. It's so good. As were, I like the tattoo cat tattoos mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. That was pretty great.
2: Andrea Hoojie's painting, oh, yeah. of cat, which I I, I own that best. print.
0: <laughs> it brings me so much joy. So Ugh, it's like a cat like with like pastries all around. <laughs> yeah, he's like
1: <laughs> clasping his paws together oh, and like. looking up as if he's praying, and then there's all these <laughs> treats above him. It's,
0: really beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Something to behold. Um, is yours the cat issue also?
2: Yeah, I think it's a toss-up between the cat issue and the cheese issue. I think cheese for me, yeah. to be honest, yeah. Cheese is just, like, a fucking
1: beautiful piece of art
0: Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah. I it's mean,
1: stunning. Like there's so much writing in that one, too, that I love. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. another one where the theme seemed like, I was like, how are we going to fill a whole magazine? And then there's so many pieces in there. It was easy. That are so great. Mm-hmm. Like, the... The guy whose art is on the cover, Mm -hmm. who is a, what is it? He's, like, a painter or something, and every time he sells, like, a piece of his art, he buys himself, like, expensive cheese, (laughs) and then he paints the cheese, and so he has, like, all these paintings that are just of nice cheeses he's enjoyed.
0: (laughs) It's just such a simple but awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he emailed us for like weeks after that issue came out suggesting that we send it to like different
0: people he knew in Philadelphia or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Weird, weird, weird.
0: No, I love that issue. I loved, I think that was my favorite of Kenneth's typefaces. So I don't Mm. know if people know Kenneth Ormandy creates a a custom typeface for each issue, and that was sad slices. And I think that was my favorite typeface. And it was just like the easiest to use it was like so chunky there was like lots of different weights i don't know i love the back mm-hmm. cover of the cheese issue mm-hmm. oh I yeah it's my Would favorite back cover we cut that we cut his typeface out of cheese and <laughs> did a photo shoot with Lawrence spursky uh
1: yeah that was it looks awful. like an old italian movie poster or something like yeah. there's such yeah. high contrast and like yeah, yeah. super saturated colors
2: Someone's misted the cheese to make it look sweaty. Oh, wait, Mm -hmm. it was just sweaty. It was just sweaty. (laughs) I think, no,
0: I think we took this. I don't think there's any sweat. (laughs) We may have. We did a light Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Nice. Did you guys eat the cheese after? No, because we were touching it for, like, hours. (laughs) So, like, Mm -hmm. it was a bit. It was super funky in that. Uh, room or oh it was yeah stinky it's gouda right so it, it was been gouda probably pungent. smelled like a
1: porn studio Ew. oh michelle Too well far. that's another
0: like uh, topic no. that was in the cheese issue the oh. porn posters oh yeah so you're like not far from it's just a segue guys <laughs> it's just a segue um was there a moment like during your um publishership <laughs> could we say that tenure <laughs> your tenure where you were just like fuck this oh <laughs> wow
2: that's a question go ahead michelle
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm really thinking
2: about it
1: i am i don't really think so i mean i i feel like all of my frustrations were always external like at events try to explain to people the cost of the magazine <laughs> or like talking to people who are like why even publish a magazine what? Why don't you just do a blog? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I was uh. like, oh, this is so exhausting having these conversations.
0: What about, well, this is very specific, and we overcame it, but, like, remember we were going to do the high school issue launch, and our venue all of a sudden was not, like, fire ready, fire <gasps> yes. safety oh, ready? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, we, we <laughs> had to get our special occasion license, which you file for online. And after I did it, it was like sometimes it gets held up as they review it. When I called to see why they reviewed it, the Vancouver police officer I talked to was like, oh, we just don't have a record of this venue. So I we just need to send the fire inspector there to make sure it's all good. Well, and we've had, had events there before. Yeah, had many. many events there. I wonder if they just kind of have random flags. Yeah. And she was super nice. She was, like, very helpful and very lovely. But... <laughs> The fire marshal went and was like, this is a death trap. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, like, many, many fixable things, like, that exit, emergency exit signs were, like, burned out. And that there were, like, there were, like, piles of, like, equipment in front of emergency exits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All things that are not good. And then also, apparently, like, the basement of that building was, like, not strong enough to support a room full of people yeah. oh my god yeah many things and and we felt really bad because that was somebody's like working studio and i think it created a lot of problems for him um we were, sorry like, alex wafer yeah we sorry. love you but he, alex was so nice about it and i feel like he was kind of like this seemed inevitable right mm-hmm. yeah um but we were like we were like three days away from our party yeah like 200 people coming And
2: yet, it worked out really well. Like, the Waldorf was a great venue for us. Yeah, we moved into the Waldorf. And we had so much fun. It was super kitschy and weird. It's probably my favorite party we've had. Yeah. Yeah. No. We still have dinner parties. Yeah, green was really good. The last one was good, too.
1: That was also challenging, though, when we were trying to... Oh, my God. The lights.
0: (laughs) That was actually where I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Yes. Our green party (laughs) was
1: at a venue where... The lights were all like on a motion activated timer, so we kept trying to make it like dim mood party lighting and instead it was like flooded like a gymnasium, gymnasium <laughs> lighting. <laughs> and we got around that by like putting up twenty foot ladders and taping all the way over the motion sensors. Like, so scary. Yeah.
2: Especially
0: after when we're all like tipsy getting on a twenty foot ladder. Trying not to get it off. Not tape. great.
2: Yeah, not great. I would give us ten points for being resourceful. Always I in think every situation. I think that is
0: the number one thing you need to to have, like to run a magazine or any business, like to be resourceful. Yeah,
1: it's a real. It's like in job interviews when they ask you if you're like a problem solver. I think we've all <laughs> learned a lot about solving <laughs> weird problems. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is there any like main thing you think? Um, like you've learned doing this that you wouldn't have known
1: i think the biggest thing between when i started working on the magazine and now is i have a much higher tolerance for not uncertainty exactly but like i feel like it's inevitable that things go wrong and i Mm -hmm. feel much more comfortable now just anticipating that like something will get fucked Mm -hmm. up and you just have to figure out what to do when it does yeah i think earlier i was like oh my god like you know our venue's canceled we're we're so fucked like there's no solution to this yeah and now i'm just like okay we're gonna figure this out we can just call a bunch of places like yeah something will happen if we just like look at this problem yeah yeah so now whenever things go wrong i'm like okay let's just deal with it yeah and sometimes things go wrong and you don't fix them and then most people don't notice and Mm -hmm. you just realize like that's okay too yeah
0: yeah for sure how about you
2: I think for me, I've realized that you can accomplish something crazy, big, elaborate, and wonderful, but you have to approach it in tiny, tiny, tiny little pieces over a long period Mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. Like Even something simple as doing an art exhibition, like one day I'll go to the bank and I'll get the money, and then the second day I'll go to the hardware store and I'll get the things. Whereas I think before... I would just try and like do everything in the same afternoon and it just felt really overwhelming. Overwhelming, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. if you spread things out and you don't make it this stressful, awful experience for yourself. Yeah. It's way more rewarding. And same with just like giving yourself lots of time to do things. Everything yeah. you're doing creatively is gonna take twice as long as you think it will. Yeah. So give yourself the time and space, bubbly water, cheese. And cheesies and grapes to sustain yourself while you do all
1: those things. Yeah. I think Everything th- taking twice as long as you think, I think, is also very good wisdom
0: that we've <laughs> all acquired. Big time. And, like, l- just learning how to plan. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is, like, the biggest lesson I've learned, like, making lists. Yes. And, like, assigning tasks and mm-hmm. coordinating. And, like, honestly, Google Docs, like, forever in my heart. Because yeah. how else would we have done? Everybody? Oh, my gosh. So many Google Docs. So many Google Docs. Like yeah. we should count. Oh my God, we should do an infographic in the <laughs> issue. How I many mean, Google I f- Docs? Do we have? <laughs> I feel like we should have probably
1: upgraded to some actual like like Asana or one of those like project management
0: tools. But
2: we do pretty have well have any with money. Just Google Docs. <laughs> we no money sponsor us Asana. We can barely yeah. do
0: Slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're, you know, doing the best
1: we can.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, oh I think that's sometimes when I when I felt like saying fuck it is when I feel like sad mag got to a point where people just assumed it was really successful
0: financially. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh like certain emails. Yeah. Certain angry emails we'd
1: get. Or even like I think sometimes I feel like there was a period where we got a lot of emails from people who were like, I want to start a magazine. Tell me how you did it. And it's like, I don't know if our formula is one you would want (laughs) to
0: replicate. Well, what advice would you give someone uh, who wants to start their own magazine?
2: I've never started my own magazine, so I have no idea. Well,
0: okay. So we... we Do it with your
2: friends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to do it with people that you love and will want to communicate with. Mm -hmm. Uh, every single day multiple times a day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that you can um I don't know work through work through problems and work through issues and like not lose your cool and not be a horrible person
3: yeah
0: I mean I've done all of those things (laughs) so like (laughs) great but we're all still here um okay on that note though like how you mentioned like you didn't start it none of us started this Mm -hmm. magazine how we Katie adopted We all adopted, it, we together. All adopted mm-hmm. it together. But how Katie did you start because I think you it was you then or was Michelle first?
1: I mean, I think I was involved the earliest, but I started in different roles okay. and then like gradually increased my
0: So sad what, mag what happened? Did like someone reach out to you or did you see like a call out or
1: Uh my best friend Megan Lau was part of the first team, like the founding team. Mhm and that was like the first issue of Sad Mag I think came out right when I moved back to Vancouver from Victoria and I came to go to grad school and I was really into the idea of a creative outlet so I went to the first launch party I think and then I just wanted to write something for the second issue and then eventually I started doing a bunch of stuff for web it was just kind of like a spider web that I kept Mm-hmm. getting wrapped tighter and tighter in yeah 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 <laughs> but it was really fun yeah it was mm-hmm. nice to like i don't know i felt really excited the first time i was like oh there's an article in print that i wrote like that's my name in a magazine were you still in school at the time yeah yeah that's so cool
0: It's great what happened for <laughs> you? Yeah. Oh. what happened to what you happened? what happened
2: to you um <coughs> that happened? so Brandon and Deanne are both from Chilliwack. Those are the original founders of Step Magazine. And I'm from Chilliwack as well. And so I had known Brandon since we were like little teenagers breaking into public pools at night and like making out with people. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <coughs> Anyways, so he had actually started another publication called The Foggy Notion, which was like a zine, a black Mm -hmm. and white photocopied Mm -hmm. zine Mm -hmm. that I had worked on with him. And like, I think I reviewed a Cat Power album or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, and then when he moved to Vancouver and started SAD with Deanne, I was always really interested in the publication, but never thought that I was a good enough photographer or a good enough writer to actually contribute to it. And so I would go to the parties, I would buy the hot dogs, mm-hmm. I would buy the magazines, I would go to the drag shows. But I just like I was in school at the time and I was like, you know, when I'm done my lit degree, I'll write for sad mag. Mm-hmm. But that it just never happened. Yeah. Like I never really had the confidence to do that. And um then all of a sudden, like sad mag is plodding along, it's doing really well. And then Brandon and Deanne are suddenly parting ways because Brandon's moving to San Francisco with his partner at the time, and Deanne, I think, was moving to the Netherlands. And so it was like, this magazine's not gonna happen anymore, it's just gonna be an online magazine. And I had like a crazy reaction to the news that it wasn't gonna be there anymore. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is like the coolest thing in Vancouver, how could you, what? what?" (laughs) Anyways, and so I, I approached them, and I kind of wrote a proposal and a plan for some issues, and I just had a lot of ideas, and I was like, if you trust me enough to run this for one year, I will do it sink or swim. I'll put my, my own money into it. Like, I want to do this, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I look back and I'm like, why did I think that I could do that? <laughs> I have no experience. But you did. In but you did it, <laughs> and it was incredible. It was like the most amazing thing. I've never been like so creatively inspired by yeah. any project before ever. It yeah. was like. It was just... It completely changed my life. Like, I can say that hands down. Yeah. I'm going to cry into the microphone. Oh,
0: no, no, It no. made you the
1: woman you are today. Ah,
0: it is. <laughs> it's true. And I owe my involvement to you because... Yeah. We... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Super long story. <laughs> like, we met... Oh, my God. In t- 2006, maybe. Yeah. We working at, like, this photo editing studio. hmm And then... Like, I barely worked there. I worked there for, like, a summer. And then I joined choir in, like, 2010, I mm-hmm. think. And then Katie was in this choir. And I was like, oh, I know you. And then I started designing the posters for the choir. And then at by that time, you were involved in Sad Mag Writing. Mm-hmm. You were like, come to a meeting. Do you want to, like, work on this magazine? And then it was like holy shit, this magazine is full of, like, rares and photographers, and not, like, there was a designer, but w- there wasn't a lot of, like, design, like, yeah around. Totally. And I was like, oh, something I can control. <laughs> 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 it's like, what can I change here? <laughs> I was like, can we change the format? Can we change <laughs> yeah. the logo? Can, can we change, change it? it? And it was like, sure. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Super fun. Um, so that's how I got involved. So I owe it to you. And, and we all owe it to you, Pam, because well, you made it
1: so, so beautiful. Well, um, But maybe too beautiful because people think <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah,
0: financially people are like, successful. People like, you have tons of money. Yeah. No, we do not, for the record, have tons of money. <laughs> please donate <laughs> to Side Magazine. <laughs> Make our insides match our outsides. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Um, so what would you do differently if you could do it again? Oh...
2: I almost want to say nothing because like it's been such a wild and wonderful ride Mm -hmm. and I think all the parts where it went a little bit sideways we really learned from them yeah you know like that's one thing that we've been able to do is take things uh you know address problems with grace and like dignity yeah and yeah I wouldn't I don't regret Switching to film, I think that was a really good choice, even though it was a poor financial decision <laughs> <percentage laughs> and continues to be. But, like, because of incredible partners like the lab in Vancouver were able to do it. Um, and I think it's really changed the aesthetic of the publication yeah. for the better. Yeah. Like, it's sure. just different. People are interested in it. It's, like, a weird fact. Most people don't know about it. And yeah. so they yeah. look at it. They're like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. And then they find out it's film, and it's extra
0: beautiful. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. For sure. It's a oh, no. unique selling proposition.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you what would you change, Michelle? Um, I probably would have this is so boring, but I <laughs> I feel like I would have gotten our financials in order earlier. We spent so long doing things in a really messy yeah. way. Oh, that's true. And I think when we started getting organized and like keeping track of how we were doing at events and like how sales were going at different retailers mm-hmm. and things like that it actually was really heartening because i think like as a little engine sad meg is pretty productive and like efficient and we're really on top of that stuff now mm-hmm. and i think we looked away from it for a long time because we just kind of were like well we just will throw money at this and like
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know not have high expectations for how it will do financially mm-hmm. but it's actually in really good shape like obviously we're not getting rich from it but it's doing fine and
0: yeah it's not losing money yeah mm-hmm. and it's
1: sustainable and great. it's like mm-hmm. that's really thanks to bringing on really talented <laughs> accountants to our board who yes. could help get us in order mm-hmm. um thanks Miriam and Z. Mm-hmm. but I think that was one thing I think we were I was really in this headspace of being like we're creatives we don't have to learn how to do this stuff <laughs> and then it was really empowering once we started learning more about like writing grants with more confidence mm-hmm. and keeping track of all that stuff so we could put numbers behind things and be like, this many people came to our launches. This many people got an issue last year. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Like, the data collection isn't very sexy, but it really is helpful later.
0: Totally. Oh, big time, big time. Just yeah. quantifying stuff like that. So. I think that's, like, similarly, like, the thing that I would change, and it's still, like, we're still trying to do it, is, like, document our process. like, right. And it's really hard to do, like, I hate doing it, it's so boring, <laughs> it's so boring, because then often you're, like, really doing things quickly, you're doing things, mm-hmm. like, at the side of your desk at, like, your real job, and you don't have time to, like, document things properly, it's often very sloppy, <laughs> um, <laughs> but now that we're having to hand it off, it's yeah. like, oh, no, we have to, like, do some kind of, like, data dump of, like, everything we've Know and mm-hmm. all the things, and it's it's kind of overwhelming. But I, I think it'll be great to like get it all out once it's out. But right now, I'm feeling like this is going to be a lot of work to put this in a um, system that might make sense mm-hmm. to someone yeah. else, mm-hmm. and then they could pass off potentially and add their own things too. So maybe should have started that process earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I like I didn't. I didn't really know when we would stop doing it. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it did seem like 10 years is a good time mm-hmm. to, like, like, it's not like we've been doing it for 10 exact years, but um, the magazine's 10th anniversary seems like a good time to pass it off to the next issue. Was there, like, a moment, we'll start with you, Michelle, because you left last year. Was there a moment where you're like, this is it. I don't want to do this anymore.
1: I think I just got to a point where I felt like every issue was feeling kind of the same for me
0: like you've done all the challenges yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't
1: feel like I had anything new to do and I felt like I kind of like written myself out of a fun job into a less fun job (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it was really enriching to like give other people the opportunity to see their work written and published and like Mm -hmm. do all the fun editing work that I miss doing but At some point, I I just wasn't getting the same level of fulfillment out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just when it's time to, like, do a new creative project.
0: Yeah. Like, being a co-publisher, not the same as being on the creative side. It's a lot of emails. It (laughs) is.
1: And I think that's because the magazine grew so much in the time we've been working on it. Like, Mm -hmm. when when it was a smaller enterprise, like, we were doing all of the stuff. Like, all the fun stuff and all the operational stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it grew to a point where we you know, needed to focus on, like, more of the operational stuff and less of the creative stuff, at least for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of, like, a factor of maturing, I guess, as a publication. Yeah. So that was really satisfying in lots of ways, but I realized, like, I have a day job (laughs) where I do, like, grown-up tasks, and I wanted to do creative stuff in my free time Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. But I didn't want to kick anyone out of their creative role at Sad Like a dictator. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Katie, is it the same for you? Uh, yeah, I think it, it, it is true
2: when you step away from the more creative aspects of the magazine. Like, I loved our editorial meetings where we'd just, like, shoot the shit and come up with these wild ideas. And then we'd be like, I know someone who could do that. I know someone who could do that. And, you know, come up with these ridiculous plans um that was always my favorite part Mm -hmm. and to some extent I could do that in grants which is great so I really enjoyed writing grants because I get to write about those ideas but I think because I wasn't involved with as much uh bringing them to fruition in the publication itself yeah it kind of like I definitely feel more like a grant writer than I do Mm -hmm. part of like Mm-hmm. that sort of creative team mm-hmm. and I would say like even last night as we're doing the disposable camera project and I'm like lugging wooden crates of wine around yeah, I'm like oh uh, I don't un-sexy. like doing
1: this part <laughs> and, like, yeah probably my, uh, my lowest moment was having to dispose of all of our trash after the space uh, launch because our yeah. venue did not provide dumpsters or mm. garbage
0: facilities god bless them oh. so I had to load There's all the garbage into a my car great surprise <laughs> Yeah, surprise at every event yeah Oh my god! Driving
1: around at one in the morning with your car full of like
0: leaking garbage bags of people's mm. beer cups. So you're nice. Like,
1: oh, it's so glamorous. Glamorous. Yeah. Great. Not what about
0: great. you, Cam? Um, well, I mean, I am still heavily involved in the creative mm-hmm. side, um, but it's just too much. Like with mm-hmm. my own career, like continuing. I mean, I get to be creative in my day job too, and it's just. It's just there aren't enough hours in the day. Yeah. If I had my way, I would do Sad Mag full time. Mhm. I like if that could pay me what it like what my day job pays me, mm-hmm. I would. Mhm. But I can't. <laughs> and I don't think I've fulfilled like what I want wanted to at the magazine. Really? What did you want to do? No, I mean I just like I don't know. Well, you know me, I'm never satisfied. Like True. I always think it could be better. Um and you know, I just, like, want it to be bigger. I want everyone in at least Vancouver to know about it, mm-hmm. and they don't. Um, though a lot of people do, of course. It's just, like, I want it to be, like, ubiquitous with Vancouver creative scene. Mm-hmm. And I think it will get there. Um, it just won't be with me as creative director, which is just fine. I mean, I feel like I've taken it to where I can yeah. in, the, in the time. Mm-hmm. I do feel like that said, it sounds like I don't want to leave, but I do want (laughs) to leave. Like I have other things I want to do creatively Mm -hmm. in my spare time, um, and it's not a magazine. (laughs) You've all
1: grown up so much too since we've been working on it. Like I feel like your design career has come a really long way. Yeah, and like in a lot of ways, Sad Meg gave us like a lot of professional training. Oh my god, so much. I don't think I would have got my job without Sad Meg. Yeah, I think it's been really helpful for all of us in kind of, like, learning new skills and advancing Mm -hmm. in our careers. And I'm really hopeful that, like, the next generation of sad mag people find that as well. Like, there's really no professional development like running your own (laughs) time-consuming, stressful project like a magazine. Mm -hmm. And I think think we just all got to a point, too, where, like, we've sort of grown – to the limit that SADMAG can take us without leaving our jobs and dedicating ourselves to it full-time
0: what is your most proud uh thing or where we, here we go let me say that again <laughs> my proudest what thing. is your proudest thing Wh-
1: Michelle? what
0: if, my <laughs> what <laughs> is your most proud SADMAG moment or thing you're most proud of accomplishing working with sad mag
1: I'll have to think if there's one. I feel like the the most warm, glowy feelings I always had was at the launch party when people would come and pick up their issue and, like, see their story or Aww, their piece yeah. in print, and they'd be so happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, like, so excited to be a part of it. I think that was – like, I really felt like we were building a really special community and and giving people something of real value, mm-hmm. and that made me really happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, it feels like every – launch party when like people come (laughs) and are excited yeah it's like oh thank god yeah people care still
1: (laughs) and i think like at our cheese issue launch when we found out the same day that we'd won a national magazine award yeah that was a big deal and then we had this like very fun launch party for such an amazing issue that was like felt like such a labor of love and we did it at make which was like such a sort of familiar Sad mm-hmm. home for a while. Yeah. Our fake, our, our fake, fake office, office. <laughs> our
0: fake office. Yeah, if you've ever seen our Sad Mag video where we're like working in an office, <laughs> that's the office. I mean, it's <laughs> not where we work. We're such scammers.
1: <laughs> yeah, we really are. But, but that's how
0: you make it. That felt really good. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, it, for sure the award felt great. It always feels good for a second, and then I'm like, oh. Uh, how will we get another one?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to. We're now we, award winning. Yeah, amazing. there we go. <laughs> check, check. How about you, <laughs> okay, Is or some? Uh, particular I think there's element? two. To follow Michelle's, the first one would probably be when we were awarded operational funding through BC Arts Council Big deal. and we had applied for it and it was a 15-page grant it took us months and months and months to write and it was so big and scary and we were coached by Daniel Zamparelli so it was great because it was one of his goals to get us on that roster
3: yeah
2: and um and when we received it it was more than double what we thought we were going to get and it just was like oh my god Actually, when we received that, that's when I knew. I'm like, we can step away now. Yeah. Like we're setting yeah. this magazine up for funding success. Yeah. And we're it's gonna be okay. It's yeah. gonna survive on its own. We don't have to throw like, you know, parties every month yeah. to help sustain it. Yeah. Um so that was a pretty magical moment. And then I think also this was way back, like right at the beginning, we were doing the um It was for the Vanamo issue and we had gone into the Vancouver Aquarium and we were giving a workshop to queer youth on how to build disposable cameras out of recycled pieces of cardboard. I was there. It was so cute. It was just like so adorable so everyone's like building these cameras and they're like oh what is a pinhole camera this doesn't make any sense this is not going to work and they're taking pictures of sea creatures and then being like i can't see the results how do i know this is going to (laughs) work and then months and months later we get the film back and you know half of it didn't turn out but some of the pictures did and they were so beautiful and like little tentacles and little suction cups and little sea creatures and watching those youth come back and seeing their artwork blown up and framed and on display in, like, a real art show. Super cute. It was pretty magical.
0: Ugh, I love
1: it. Still gives me goosebumps. So cute. Well, first did of all... Did you tell us your favorite
0: moment? Did I?
1: No, you didn't. Your proudest moment.
0: Your proudest moment. Well, I mean, winning the NMA yeah. w- was mm-hmm. pretty proud because it was for Art Direction, so mm-hmm. I mean, that was big deal for, for me, val- validating. <laughs> um, I think I saw someone wearing... A sad shirt, like that I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like that was very <laughs> exciting. Um we recently did a, um, a a poll or like a questionnaire for um, our contributors. And just like reading some of the comments, people really enjoy sad. They love the process of being involved. They find it really fulfilling, and all the things they were saying were just so heartwarming Mm -hmm. and to see like that a hundred percent everyone would um want to be a part of it again that everyone had a like great experience i mean not everyone answered this questionnaire as you know not everyone answers their email but everyone that did was like super stoked everyone had really great things to say and that was a really nice feeling to like okay so like Mm -hmm. we're you know doing the right thing (laughs) totally um was there any like funny stories you, or memories? Any, any funny memories? Funny memories. Oh my god,
2: they for me it's totally that like uh, year and a half that we spent every month at the Cobalt throwing a drag show. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my
0: god. Well, that's <laughs> how we funded the magazine originally. <laughs> yeah, <just> drag shows <laughs> at the Cobalt and diva
1: parties. Yeah, like yeah. diva, diva themed.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like we really started that in the city. I don't think I saw a tribute night before ours were happening. Yeah, totally. I really think we pioneered that in this city. That's another proud moment, actually. And this is also a funny story. Um,
2: the very, very first one that we did. Actually, maybe it wasn't the first one. Was it Beyonce one? Was our very first no, one? No, no. Beyonce that was, was like the
0: pinnacle. That was the pinnacle. That was when there was like a line about the door and it was yeah. crazy. That's 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 the story, actually. <laughs> was
1: it like, and I there get, were, like, I people posting I, on the Facebook event page the next day being like, I couldn't even get into this party. And I was like, oh, that sucks. I, I but was, also, I was so happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, a huge
2: moment of pride. I was like, guys, people are lined up, like, fighting to get into this thing that we came up with. And at the time, admittedly, I didn't really, like, know about Beyonce.
1: <laughs> and
2: so I was like, this sounds like a fun party. Sure, what a great idea. Amazing. And then
0: just like in a way it was the first Cella. it was it was our v- van Bay uh, <laughs> you're welcome Bay- Beyonce
1: Vancouver.
2: Uh. <laughs> oh boy oh boy anytime a show
0: sells out i'm just like so beside myself oh, that really is satisfying really it, it's so satisfying so i'm going to say things you're going to say happy or sad okay okay um pam throwing her back out michelle
1: goes fast
2: Cobalt.
0: The cobalt. Happy <laughs> memories.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say happy too. All right. I'm happy we did it. Okay. Overall.
0: Okay. Overall, overall. No hard feelings. No hard, fe- no hard feelings. <laughs> okay. Um Grant writing. Still happy.
1: Yeah. We got really good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank huh. you, Sue Donaldson. From the
2: B.
3: Happy retirement.
0: <laughs> um Cheetos. Very happy. No. Interesting. Oh, wrong. Listen, listen. Okay.
1: They fill a different niche. <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: there. If Hawkins makes a puffy cheesy, I do not a like a puffy cheesy. We all know that Hawkins <laughs> cheeses are the superior cheesy. Of course they are, but I like that sensation of putting
1: one in your mouth and it kind of dissolves like a savory piece of cotton candy. Okay, I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Most people who know me know this. I really love um, stale cheese pleasers. They're the puffy cheesies. And when they go stale, instead of like melting, they just kind of bend when you (laughs) bite them. (laughs) I do love cheese pleasers. Uh. Yes, they're so good.
0: Do you prefer those (laughs) to Hawkins? No, never. I don't get addicted to them the same
2: way that Hawkins. Like I can't stop eating them. It's disgusting. Hawkins, please sponsor us. I
0: mean, we've asked so many times.
2: (laughs) Do you know how many people like cat called me while i was walking down the street with four bags of hawkins cheesies and nothing else in my hands last <laughs> night like walking to the venue they're like wow you really you need it bad oh
1: my god i got cat called buying some hawkins a couple weeks ago which i thought was a bold move because yeah, i'm extremely pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy either has a fetish for pregnant women or cheesies oh my god. easily both <laughs> yeah don't call me guy okay
0: my last happier sad digital photography
1: sad you know i have no qualms with digital photography i am kind of sad at the weird rise of like fake film digital photography (laughs) like
0: filters that make Mm -hmm. your digital
1: photos look like film i hate it please stop doing it
0: (laughs) (laughs) just take them with real film Mm -hmm. it's fine it's not that hard actually it's not my disposable cameras
1: they cost the same as they did when we were in like grade nine
0: this is London true. Drugs. And London Drugs still will, like, develop them in an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're a new client, by the way. Sponsors <laughs> oh, London Drugs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. Working on it. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining me, ladies. We're getting kicked out of this room. Oh,
2: <laughs> so <laughs> nice, nice to, to hang, hang to make with, with you. friends, guys. <laughs> they really do.
0: Love you. Love, Love you. you. My song choice for this app is coming up, but first to note that Sadcast is produced by Naomi Ryan and Sad Magazine and we record at the Vancouver Public Library. Intro and interstitial music is by Shamir. My song choice today comes from Dream Cars, made from members of Dead Ghosts and Mode Modern. This trio sounds like Cleaners from Venus meets Ariel Pink. Full disclosure, the lead singer and songwriter is my husband. <laughs> But even if he wasn't, I would choose to share this because their latest album just came out, and it's really great. It has thoughtful lyrics and amazing melodies, but have a listen for yourself from their album, Never Let Her Go. Here's Dream Cars with Without a Name. ¶¶